love you, Jesus. We praise your holy name, O oh God. We glorify you, Lord. We lift you up, dear Lord. There's none other like you, Jesus. You are holy and righteous, dear Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' name. If you have a Bible tonight, let's turn to the book of Romans, chapter 12. Romans chapter 12, beginning at verse 1, Apostle Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith and by the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I want to talk about a transformed mind. A transformed mind. You can be seated tonight. Here in <clears throat> Romans chapter 12, this chapter, I'm sure if, if you've been reading the, the Word of God for some time, that we've all come to this book and we've read uh, this chapter, as the Apostle Paul begins to, he begins to talk about some things. In verse 1, he begins to tell them how that their, their bodies, that they are supposed to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is their, their reasonable service. And a lot of times when you think about holy and when you hear the word holy and when it talks about what it means to be holy, a lot of people think, well, uh, people are going to tell me what I can and can't do, um, what I can wear, what I can't wear, um, how I'm supposed to be. People are going to pretty much try to run my life is what people think. But when I read this account, or when I read this scripture and you begin to think about it and you begin to dig, and what Paul is saying is that it's not about people telling you what to do and what not to do when it comes down to living holy and acceptable for the Lord, before the Lord. Um, as you really sit down and think about it, he began to talk about this being your reasonable service. Um, because what a lot of people don't know in living holy and living righteous and living before the Lord according to his word, um, you'll find out that there are different forms of worship that takes place. 
when we give offering or tithing, that's a form of worship. Um, tonight, as we're singing and playing and playing of the instruments and we're singing and, and we're lifting up our hands and uh, we're lifting up our voice, that's a form of worship as well, and the Bible encourages it. But do you know that in that form of worship or somehow, a lot of times, um, it may not be as sincere because sometimes people, we can get caught up in going through the motions where the lifting up of the hands and the lifting up of the voice or the playing of the instruments, it becomes as the normal, the norm, and a lot of times it's not heartfelt. A lot of times, you know, we can drag in and sometimes we, we don't give our all and it's not coming from the heart, so we just go through the motions. But the true way of worshiping and magnifying God is the way you live your life. It's your lifestyle. It's things that you won't get involved in. It's places that you won't go. And what Paul is telling them here, he is telling them to present your bodies a living sacrifice, um, which is holy and acceptable before the Lord, he's saying, which is your reasonable service. He's saying that this is the true act of worship. This is how you truly worship God, is how you are living. It's what is coming out of your mouth or what's not coming out of your mouth. It's what you are not putting in your body, what you are abstaining from. Um, and this is the true way to worship God. This is your reasonable service. Um, tonight, I don't want to look at living holy and living righteous before the Lord as a drag or as it's just um, rules and regulations. I want to look at it as what it really is, and that is worshiping and magnifying and glorifying God. I don't know about anybody else, but the words that come out of my mouth, I wanted to magnify God. I wanted to glorify God. I wanted to be pleasing. I wanted to be acceptable in his sight. The way that I live my life on a daily basis, the way that I'm acting on the job, the things that I'm abstaining from, I wanted to be pleasing and I wanted to be acceptable to him. I want when God looks down at me, I want God to say that I'm pleased in that young man. I'm pleased in how he's living his life. I'm pleased in the fact that he has made up in his mind that he is going to separate from the things of this world and this life, and he's going to live holy and acceptable unto me. I'm telling you, God is the only person that is worthy of all the praise, the glory, and the honor tonight. And I made up in my mind that there are just some th things that I'm not going to allow to come out of my mouth. There are just some conversations that I'm not going to get involved in. There are just some things that I'm not going to partake in as I realize that being pleasing in his sight is more important than me winning a fight. It's more important than me getting my point across. It's more important than people understanding where I'm coming from. What is more important is that God is pleased with my actions. God is pleased with my lifestyle. It's what's more important. And so Paul is saying, this is your reasonable service. You can come to church and you can play an instrument 
And you know what? It's a good thing to do that and to use your talents. But I've come to find out that a lot of times we can go through the motions and we can hide what's really going on in our lives. We can hide. We can put on the facade. We can play the game and act like everything is fine and everything is far from being fine. You know what? I don't want to play a game tonight. I don't want to go through the motions tonight. I really want to be a child of God tonight. I really want my heart to be right. I really want my motives to be right. I really want to be pure in heart and in spirit. I want my mindset to be right. You know, because... True worship is consecrating yourself before the Lord. It is crucifying that flesh. Because I'm going to tell you something. There is no, this is nothing new for us to hear tonight. Maybe it is for some. But, you know, the truth is we all need to be reminded on a daily basis. There is nothing good in this flesh. Paul said there is nothing good in this flesh. Uh, the, the young rich ruler came to Jesus Christ and said, good master. He said, why callest me thou good? There's none good but God. In other words, Jesus said, don't magnify this flesh. There's nothing good in this flesh. You know what? I need to take Jesus' example tonight, and I need to crucify the flesh and the lust and the affections thereof. I need to nail this carcass of mine. I need to crucify the flesh. I need to walk in the spirit that I will not fulfill the lust of my flesh. Because Paul said it like this. He said that if you live after the flesh, that you will die. But he said that if through the spirit you mortify the deeds of the body, that you shall live. On a daily basis, I got to mortify the deeds of this body, this sinful nature of mine. Because you'll find out that if I don't, that I'm going to start talking, thing, talking the wrong way. I'm going to start taking in my ears the wrong things. I'm going to start looking at the wrong things. I'm going to start, start being involved in the wrong conversation. I'm going to start being around the wrong crowd. What Paul is saying, that every member of your body, it is designed for the act of worship. It is, it is designed so that you worship God. My lips aren't designed to spit out bitter and curse words. My lips are designed or my voice is designed to magnify and to glorify the king of kings. My hands are not meant for to, to strike out and to hit and to hurt. They are designed to lift up and magnify the king of kings and the lord of lords. My body is not meant for me to get involved in all manner of wickedness. It is designed that I magnify the lord and glorify the king of kings. I don't know about anybody else, but I want to fulfill what I am designed to do and that is what I am created to do, and that is to magnify, that is to glorify God. My eyes are not designed to take in wickedness. It's not. That's not what God created me for. God created me to magnify him, to glorify him. To give him all the praise and the glory and the honor. And Paul is saying this is 
your reasonable service. Okay? My hands are to praise God. They're not to hit. My lips are not to, to talk bad about a brother or sister in the Lord. It's to magnify God. It's to glorify God. It's to give out encouraging words. My body is not for me to take in a substance that is going to destroy my body. That's not what it's for. My body is designed to glorify God and to magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I've made up in my mind that I'm going to live holy and acceptable for the Lord as I realize that is the true way to worship God. That is the true way to magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I said it this morning. People say a lot of different things out with their lips, but their action shows something completely different. I want my actions to show that I really love God. I want my actions to show that I really believe in the word of God. I want my actions to show that I believe that God is a healer, that God is a provider, that God can do all things. I want my actions to show that. I want it to show as I'm living my life on a daily basis, as I'm crucifying and mortifying this flesh of mine, I want my life to show that I'm magnifying God with my lifestyle because that's my reasonable service that is the true way to worship God that's the true act of, of worship he goes on and he talks about he tells us to be not conformed to this world but be transformed conformed to this world he is talking about the age the times that we're living in this age that we're living in, the, the customs of this life. He's saying don't get, don't become conformed to those things where you begin to start accepting it, where you begin to start being a part of it and involved in it. A lot of people think, well, you know, there's no way of, of overcoming and, 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 and overcoming this life in this world. Um, but I'm going to tell you that's a lie. There is a way to overcome this world. There is a way to, to uh, triumph over this life and the things that the devil will throw at you. And the only way is by the Holy Ghost. There's no other way. People say, well, all y'all do is talk about the Holy Ghost. What else am I going to talk about? Am I going to talk about counseling? That ain't going to do you no good. Okay, taking a pill ain't going to do you no good. Listening to somebody tell you what, what went wrong in your childhood ain't going to do you no good. You got to address the real problem, and the real problem is me. The real problem is that I need a change in my nature. The real, the real answer is there's only one thing that is going to fix it. There's only one thing that's going to solve the problem, and it's Jesus Christ. It's the power of the Holy Ghost. Nothing else will do it. You can be seated tonight. And so he's saying, don't be conformed to this world. The Bible says that it teaches that we're in this world, but we're not of it. In other words, I'm in this world, but I can live a victorious life while living in this wicked world. Jesus Christ said, I have overcome this world. And I'm going to tell you, if he overcame it, then that means that we can overcome it. 
Some say, well, Jesus was the almighty God in flesh. Yes, he was. But guess what? We got Jesus with us today. I'm telling you, if you got the Holy Ghost living inside of you, you can overcome this life. If you haven't received the Holy Ghost, you can receive the Holy Ghost before you leave here tonight. If you've allowed the Holy Ghost to die down in you, you can receive a fresh touch of the Holy Ghost. I want you to know tonight that I can overcome this life. I can be victorious. I can walk. Victorious and not live in defeat. I can. The Bible tells us that in the days in the book of Daniel, you'll read, as the book begins to start out, you'll read how that God's people are in Babylon. Okay? Babylon is a, a type of this world. Okay? And so they are in Babylon. And the Bible tells us that the time came where everybody, the time came where everybody was supposed to partake of the king's meat. And the word of God tells us that Daniel, he, he purposed in his heart that he was not going to defile himself with the king's meat. Now, you have, and those that were with him, now, you have to understand the pressure that was on Daniel to give in and to do what everybody else was doing. Do you realize that there were other Jews that had done giving in and just started partaking of the king's meat? But Daniel said that I'm not going to defile myself with the king's meat. And I, I'm going to tell you something. You give it a couple of days, and I promise you, that when it's all said and done, we're going to be the better for it. They gave them a couple of days, and when they came back, the Bible says that their countenance was fairer than everybody else's. They were, in, they, they were more strength, stronger than everybody else was. I want you to know that you can live in this life, and you can make it up in your mind that I'm not going to defile myself with, every, with the things that everybody else is defiling themselves with. You go ahead and let your co-workers defile themselves if they want to, but guess what? That don't mean that you have to because you got something greater living inside of you. The Bible says that greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. Somebody got to have some faith in the Holy Ghost tonight and that it works and that it will sustain you and that it will keep you and help you to stand. In the midst of this world, it is only by the power of God that we can overcome this life and that we can make it up in our minds that I'm not going to conform to what you're telling me I have to conform to. I'm not going to give in to that. I'm not just going to go with the flow. I'm, just, I'm not just going to do what everybody else is doing. Listen, I'm not going to do with what everybody else on the job is doing. I don't have to. I have something greater inside of me. I don't need what they have. They need what I have. Huh? I don't need to be involved with the, what the, everybody else is doing and what the co-workers are doing. They need what I have. They need to be here and feel what we felt here this morning. They need the power of the Holy Ghost. I won't conform. I won't give in. I won't sell out. I have something 
can begin to think, well, you know, it's so hard. And, you know, I've been there. I've been there. But I've gotten to a point in my life that I know the Holy Ghost works. That I know the Bible works. That I know that I have a good thing. Back then, when I struggled with it, and when I wrestled with it, I didn't know I had a good thing. I didn't know just how good the Holy Ghost was. But it took me some time to get acquainted with God and how wonderful he is and how, how powerful he is and how that he can perform anything you could possibly imagine. I want you to know that there's nothing too hard for God tonight. I want you to know that all things are possible with him tonight. Listen, you may be struggling, but I want you to know that you can't triumph if you got the power of the Holy Ghost living inside of you. I don't have to give in. This world, people on the jobs, they have no hope. They have no peace. They have no joy. And we are the only chance they have. I need to know why God put me on my job that I'm, in, that I'm on. I need to know why God placed me there. God didn't place me there to go with the flow. God didn't place me there to get involved in the conversations that they're involved in. God didn't put me there to get involved in the gossip that they're involved in. People think that, oh, well, you're telling, you know, people say, well, you can't, be involved in the world with the world, a, a friendship with the fellowship with the world. And people say, well, what do you want us to do? We got to, you know, we got to work with people. Yes, we know you have to um, work with people. And that's fine when it comes down to work problems and, 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 and working together to accomplish um, a job on the, on the job. But you know what? When it comes down to fellowship, when it comes down to getting involved and in, in talking about all other things, no, it needs to stay at work. It needs to stay. We need to deal with work and work only. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not rubbing shoulders outside of the job. You know, the Bible tells us very plainly that anybody that is a friend of the world is an enemy of God. Honey, I love God more than I do this world. I want to be a friend of God more than I want to be a friend of this world. So I got a made up mind that I'm not living for this world. I'm not living for the acceptance of this world. I'm living to be acceptable and pleasing in his sight. I want to be a friend of God. That's more important to me. So, and people think, well, you know, you gotta have, got to. No, you don't have to. I don't have to. I'm not ashamed tonight of what we're doing here tonight. I'm not ashamed of what I have. I'm not ashamed to proclaim that I speak in tongues. I'll proclaim it all day long. I ain't ashamed to proclaim that I've been baptized in Jesus' name, 
The apostle Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He said, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I got news for somebody tonight. There is nothing that broke the chains off of my life the way that the Holy Ghost, the way that the gospel did. I will not be ashamed of the very thing that pulled me out of the pit, that pulled me out of the mirror clay, that set me upon a rock, that established my goings. How can I be ashamed of the very thing that saved and delivered me, that set me free? No way. You can be seated. But you know what? Everybody doesn't have that same mindset. Everybody don't have that mindset. There are some people that the last thing they want is to be associated with the church. Yeah, it's, it's very sad. It's a sad thing. But I'm not ashamed. And you know, people use so many different excuses of why not to, to be associated with the church or, or not to be completely involved with the church's doing. And I'm talking about the church as a whole, okay? 